In this episode of Charisma Podcast Network, What the Prophets Say, welcome to the studio here in Glasgow, Scotland. I'm joined by Louise Reed and Hannah Graham. And again, it's a heavy hitting episode. We're talking about miracles. You need them. I need them. God is sending them. The world is going to receive you in miracle working form. Join us for this episode of What the Prophets Say. Well, hello, our loyal listeners and wonderful international family. It's another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. And because my sidekick, (laughs) as distinct from your sidekick, my sidekick, (laughs) Sam Robertson, is away off on a um, pre-wedding... Gentleman's retreat. A gentleman's (laughs) retreat with all his male pals, including my son yes. and including your husband. husband yeah. I have got the girlies in today um, for a set of recordings that we're going to sit in the word of the Lord yeah. and bat around together. So you will know the familiar fa- voice and face of me. Louise Reed. Louise Reed, of course, our Southern Irish Belle, uh, <laughs> who you've led churches yes. for years in and around Dublin, just south of Dublin. Yeah, the UK. In and across the UK as well. But the accent, as you know, is Southern Irish. My accent is Northern Irish. And then for the first time yes. on this podcast, I am joined by one of our senior leaders within the Global Prophetic Alliance, a gifted, accurate, weighty prophetic voice. Hannah Graham. Hannah Graham. You've led churches. Uh, in fact, you lead our one. You're Thank the you. leader of our yeah. headquarters. So prophet, church leader, headquarter leader. Yes. Your husband <laughs> also works full time with us. He's our CFO. So welcome to this family event. Yes. Of the prophets. <laughs> yeah. are, we con- are we concerned about my son and, and Sam and your husband? What on earth are they going to be? Um, I hear there's paintballing. I think so, yeah. Yeah, Dan said to me, he's like, I'm not looking forward to it. He's lost so much weight on this fast that we've been doing. We, we're we're <laughs> just coming to the end of a 21-day fast. We're all a wee bit weak. Yes, and he's so skinny that he's like, it's going to hurt so much. Oh, he's, yes. He's, he's got no yeah, padding. No padding. <laughs> yeah, Well, oh, actually, dear. I heard there's something that's more violent than paintballing. It, what's it called? Air something? Air shot? Air something? Oh. Which is more like shitting... Pellets, pellets at each other. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I my have. Peter, uh, Sam doesn't know what's happening. Well, does he not? So I said to him last night. <laughs> just as well, this is a recording. Yeah. It is just a recording. Yeah, We're yeah. not letting the, the, no the cat out the bag. So, but Peter is like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to, you know, oh, make they're him. they're all going to go for him, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are. They are. So anyway, uh, they'll come back bruised. and But I think that plays nicely into the male kind of like... Yeah. Psyche, machismo, testosterone. I get a bit so. of that. Yeah. I think Whatever we've got a ridiculous outfit for him to wear, for Sam Excellent. to wear he's doing it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Charisma Podcast <laughs> Network friends, I think probably we'll need to, to upload some photographs. I think, so. <laughs> I think we will. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. Excellent. And um, Hannah, because you're new to us today, is there anything more you think that people need to know about you? Apart from the oh. fact that the accent is English, 
English. It is English, yes. Yes, sorry, I'm not matching the Irish accent. I'm not even sure I would even try. I think it's nice bit of blending here. It, it, is. it is. Yes, you know, I always get, I love coming, I love coming to Scotland because everyone's like, your accent's so lovely. You know, I'll be up at the front of church saying something and people will be like, oh, I could just listen to you all day. It's so nice. I'm like, you know, in the south of England, I don't get that comment. So. Yeah. No, so it like, is oh, a soothing. Yeah, it's nice to feel like, yeah. It's yeah. really good with the Scottish well to say that. I it's think un- unusually polite. polite. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think they say that too much in Ireland, but you know, but I would say un- that about your accent. Unusually polite. Yeah. yeah. I do think that, I mean, the, the Northern Irish accent is very harsh. Yeah. My, my, and I've toned it down. Oh, so, yours is quite cultured. My, thank you. <laughs> but if I go into, if I go into like how my, if I go into how my granny would have spoken like that I, there, it's super nasally and it's a very hard sound. <laughs> so I would have grown up speaking like this, you know, so you can understand why when the Irish say anything, it's dead threatening. <laughs> so what is? Do you know what's funny that when I had uh, my son, because he was so used to hearing your voice, I think in the womb, I used to put you on like on a podcast uh-huh. or you on preaching if he was crying and he would just like he calm calmed right down. down and it was just this that's thing not, where I was like he, I think he was just so used to hearing your accent that's not what the prophet wants to hear <laughs> that your voice was calming you want your, your <laughs> voice to be stimulating like, in the early days <laughs> I need to go back to this here growing up <laughs> no, stuff, where I'm a lot more intimidating sounding yeah. Oh, my word, yes. I, I don't know quite how it amended and became such a soft Northern Irish accent, but... Softer. Softer. <laughs> softer. <laughs> softer. Days. Oh, my days. Oh, anyway, anyway, there we go. <laughs> and uh, so let's j- dive into the word of the Lord. Yes. There's lots of things that we want to share with you uh, over the next uh, cycle of, of um, recordings that we're doing in this studio. Mm-hmm. And we're sending just the strength of God to you right now. Mm-hmm. And, and we are raising you up by the decree in the name of Jesus yeah. that yeah. you may come into all fruitfulness and all strength yeah. in Jesus' name. Now, let's start with my notes and I'll set the scene and then we'll come back to you. The glasses are going on. We have been batting around this concept here probably for the last few weeks in Glasgow in a very honest assessment that we probably overuse the verse in Corinthians mm-hmm. of going from one degree of glory to another. We like the thought. I mean, it's a it's a glorious, thought, literally glorious thought, <laughs> go from one degree of glory to another. But there's been an honest moment of assessment where we said we've probably not gone truly from one degree of glory to another as the corporate body of Christ for, for probably a whole generation, 25, 30 years yeah. minimum maybe since the early 90s, and that we've done an outstanding job as best as we can Mm -hmm. over those years to swim to the edges of the level of glory that God had deposited with us, but that we've had little bits of um, up uplifts of um, facelifts of that glory that was released. But when you look at the concept of glory, where it is a very significant, weighty metamorphosis, it's a radical transfiguration, miraculous transformation, because you're looking at truly what the word glory means. It's not a frivolous word. No. It's not a lightweight word. It's not just, well, you got a, you got a, you got a wee bit of something nice extra. You have to say that we are devoid for years of a significant step up into a glory to glory move. Mm -hmm. 
And um, I know people like to say, oh, you're in the two in between. I don't think that's right. I don't, that takes the people of God into some kind of nasty void. Yeah. It's glory. And then it's another level of glory. But what we wanted to, to talk about today is to define this new level of glory that is about to be sent to the corporate bride and what it is going to be defined by. Mm. So I think the last move of glory had a lot of elements of the Father's heart message in it, the goodness of God, the sense of a corporate wellness within the body of Christ. So we've been sitting in those, God is good all the time, the Father loves you. Now we've done well, Good and bad with that revelation. <laughs> uh, but let's start to push into the thoughts around that and then define what God is sending in this next level of glory. Louise, yeah. read. Oh, what, where will I start? It's like choosing one yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, this new level of glory. Yeah. Let me go for the first thing is I think that we are going to see an extraordinary level of a new Holy Spirit presence and power and strength. Um, I think we have uh, talked a lot and been hungry for the filling of the Spirit. Um, And we love being filled by the Mm -hmm. Spirit. I'm not sure we know what it is uh, to live in the consistent, constant, perpetual overflow of the Spirit. And um, uh, I, that is one of the things about glory to glory. Now, you're saying, you know, you don't like the bit about, you know, the in-between when we're going from one to, to yeah, another. Yeah. That needs to be, oh, God, please help us the shortest length of time. We we mm. want this promotion of the Spirit, the new level yeah. of His presence and His power. But truly, I do think that the gateway mm to Mm. that and what as God I mean he loves to pour out his spirit he talks about his spirit without measure come on Mm -hmm. now have we any idea of that can we have we a concept when we look in the spirit when we look in our lives do we see spirit without measure no we actually see a lack and of course we know first line of of, um, Psalm 23 the Lord is my shepherd I lack lack that's what it really means we we lack lack that should Mm -hmm. be our position and yet I know you know aren't we hungry so hungry for the more of the spirit Mm -hmm. but I do think Mm -hmm. he's taking us into a place of real hunger Mm -hmm. Um, now I'm going to say the word desperation but I say that carefully because desperation sounds like you're um, at the end of your wits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, the de- Holy Spirit desperation is desperation with expectancy. Yeah. yeah. It's yes. very, very different. And I think we're at that phase where it's like we're done. We've pushed the envelope as far as we can. We've lived to the outer parts yes. of the level of glory that is that we currently yes. have. And now we have this expectant hunger, desperation. Yeah. And we're saying, Lord, take us as quickly as possible yeah. into that new level. And yeah. I do believe that is actually a squeezing through. It's not just like yeah. a glorious promotion, but it's actually um, almost like mm-hmm. he takes us yeah. to a nothing place, uh, a greater level of surrender yeah. and yielding. And then the glory, a new level of glory comes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. yes. That's one, one piece. That's one, <laughs> one piece of it. Can I push as we come yeah. back to, to, over to you, Hannah? This sense of, I really feel that 
one of the differentiators, and you're pushing us into it very helpfully, Louise Reed, is the sense of the weight of the miraculous. Oh, come on. There is going to be in this level of glory um, the miracle anointing for all, all God's power was fully present for all getting healed, all being trans. um, And you can smell it. You can taste it. It's a weight. It's a mantle. It's this sense of... um, uh, 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 I'm swimming in the deep waters of the miraculous and this sense of the previous level of glory. You know, we absolutely have seen some amazing miracles. There's no doubt about it, but it's the it's the jump to the all. It's the jump to the weight of the miracle anointing so that I'm not just personally filled with the spirit, but I am given a glory that is an equipping of me to outwork the weight of the miracles of God. Yes. And that is going to land on you, my friends, mm-hmm. so that you don't just see the sense of, well, I feel God yeah. or his presence is here or I'm a bit filled, but suddenly the weight of the miracles, Absolutely. a mir- miraculous anointing. I don't even think we know what that feels like. I don't think we know what it tastes like. I don't think we know how to move in it. We are so far off that because it's not been in the last level of glory. So it's not like a criticism. It's more a sense of you've got to get ready. An alertness must now awake in the midst of you to have eyes on the incoming tidal wave of all miracles being possible that you read about in scripture and the John 14 concept of the greater works. Why? Because fully loaded, miraculous weight is in the open (laughs) door of this next level of glory. Hannah Gray. Come on, isn't that so exciting? I know, I love it. Yes, and you can taste it, can't you? You can feel it. It's like it feels so at hand, doesn't it, that that is what is coming in this next move. And I think, you know, I've really been speaking to God about what what is this next thing? I think there are so many things in that past move of God, the past that we've seen of the glory of God, where we experienced and we were awakened to things like the miraculous and the Father heart and the healing of the heart. But now I feel the Lord is saying that there is a place of ownership of it. And it's stepping into not experiencing the Father, but becoming a father. It's stepping into a place of not experiencing miracles, but Mm -hmm. becoming the miracle worker. And there are things where I think we've looked at, oh, this is great. And I see it occasionally, but God is saying in this next move of my glory, there is a level of responsibility that you need to take as individuals that say, I am now owning this truth and I'm no longer an infant in this revelation, but I'm stepping into a place of full maturity that says, I now carry the weight of this revelation and it has become me. Yeah. And it has become the fullness of who I am. And I think that is the only way that we're going to see that level of the miraculous, where we're going to see the the Father Heart movement, Mm -hmm. kind of that, the fullness of what that's meant to look like, come come into maturity. When we go, I'm I'm not only am I seeking for miracles, but I know when I walk in the room, I wear miracles. I am a miracle worker when I walk in the room. And that expectation that we have, which says, Willy won't he, disappears when we say, I know I carry him with me. I have walked through level of glory yes. that has established me in understanding he is a God that heals. He mm. is a God that does the miraculous. He is the God that brings provision and breakthrough. He is a God who heals our hearts. Now I carry that as a mantle that wherever I go, I know there is an authority that really yeah. is released in that place. Mm-hmm. And I believe that is going to be one of the key things for us, not just to step into the new weight of glory, but to actually sustain us yes. in that place of the weight of his now, glory. Yes. That's yes. I yes. love the word sustain, Emma, yeah. because we are, we do not want just a one moment wonder. 
we're looking for something that's sustainable, yes, yes. perpetual. Mm-hmm. Now, I, can I pick up on something Please. Hannah said? Because like my spirit's going, whoa, whoa, <laughs> did you look at what I wrote this morning? <laughs> um, because it's this whole thing of you, you used a phrase, becoming the father. Yes. And I've just felt, the, as I've sought the Lord about what the new move is or mm-hmm. part of the new move, um, because there's so many facets to it. Yeah. Um, we've got this faith to faith, glory to glory, strength to strength. That we know what the trajectory is. But I yeah. felt like he really said, um, and we, we've done yeah. some work around the father heart of God, my goodness, in the last 20 years, oh, it's yes. uh, 30 years, it's been huge. But um, that sense of not just experiencing the Father, mm-hmm. but becoming, becoming as the Father. Yes, and yes, this yes. move of God is going to require a maturity in the mm-hmm, body mm-hmm. to sustain it. And that's where there's a call not just to come, but not to be yeah. like the two brothers. Yes. You know, one coming um, yes. from, both coming from a repentant place. I mean, in the in the Bible, in the, in the story of the prodigal son, of course, we only really know what happens to the one who was eating the pig's will. He's the one who turned... Yes. Yeah. And came. We don't really know what happened with the with the other brother. We don't have yeah. the end of that story. But um, the promise yeah. was for both of them, and the promise wasn't just yeah. to come into the father's house. But the the promise was, come on, come and be like me. Yes. Come and be with yes. me. Come and be yes. as me. You know, Philippians three is the whole thing about becoming like him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ephesians five, be imitators of God. Yeah. And I I feel there's a strength. Yes in an identity of changing from just um, receiving because that's yes, what yes. that's what sons and that's what children, yes, do. children do. But yeah. the call in this season is, come on, mature yes. up. And this yeah. is where we um, t- uh, tip back into uh, why we so badly need the fivefold ministry. Yes. That's what brings yeah. the body to maturity. But as we come to maturity, we become the fathers and mothers in the house of God. Yeah. Um, that is what will sustain the miracle signs and wonders, the perpetuality, yeah. mm-hmm. the continuance, yeah. because that's what fathers and mothers yeah. do. Absolutely. It's so important. I just was uh, clicking on my um, my Bible here. Clicking, clicking. on my Bible. When did we start that? <laughs> clicking on my Bible rather than yeah. leafing through. Um because this kind of place of becoming um, this weight of the glory of God. So rather than singing the song, which actually had merit, you know, when you walk into the room, yeah. darkness starts to tremble. Yeah. You know, th- those kind of sung worship concepts. It's it's less about that in terms of, uh, uh, you know, we wait for you. It's more here we are. Here we yeah. are already yes. mantled with this yes. level of miraculous. Now, here's what I think. Is going to happen, and this really is me in profit mode. We are understanding that the pharmaceutical industry is having massive breakthroughs. That, that you know, and I, you know, I used to work within that arena, um, and it is starting to see a some. I mean, like uh, looking. I was actually reading a clinical trial, um, uh, the tail end of last week, looking at the new drugs for Alzheimer's because mm-hmm. we have a family member in one of those clinical trials, and I'm just looking at the side effect profile. So I'm very aware of the hop, skip, and jump, um, uh, in good ways that is happening within the medical arena. However, it is not going to hold. 
And the reason that it is not going to hold, I don't just mean the Alzheimer's drug, I mean the the um, look at the development of medicine, keeping us all extra healthy. It's not going to hold because health is not dependent on pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. Health is directly dependent on the sin in a land. Yeah. Now, the Bible is very clear on that. So I've just pulled up uh, Jeremiah 23. And I mean, there's actually a number of verses that would, um, in scripture, that would uh, repeat this concept. But I, I just pulled up one. For the land is full of adulterers. This is Jeremiah 23, verse 10. For the land is full of adulterers. You and I know that to be true. So the land is, the, the people on the land, the land is full of sin. In, on, in this verse, although there's similar thoughts in Hosea and in other places, um, the land mourns because of this curse. So what happens when there's sin? The land mourns. Pastures of the wilderness have dried up. Their course also is evil and their might is not right. Now, what we're just touching there, what we're touching there is the sense that the land does not do well under the in the presence of sin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the physical body doesn't do well in the presence of sin. And so irrespective of the cutting edge breakthrough of the pharmaceutical industry, the brilliance of doctors, the anointed hand of the surgeon, you and I know that the nations are about to get sicker yeah. because we follow biblical truth not medical clinical trials as much as they interest me. Here we go. That means we're about to see an increasing sickness in our people. Mm -hmm. It means in the UK, the NHS will never be able to keep up, no, no matter how much money you throw at it. Why? Because it is not the NHS, the National Health Service, that saves mankind. It, it It is the blood of Jesus yeah. that saves mankind. Yeah. And what God is doing in, in allowing Scripture to be worked out in you sin, you take the consequences in your physical form. You know, you're bitter, you get arthritis, you know, and yeah. so on and so yeah. on. And we can list different sins and how they land in different ways physically on the body. What it means is God is saying... When I give you, <laughs> excuse me, sorry, this miracle anointing, you are going to be the place of wellness yes. for yeah, the yeah, nations. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's not just you're going to feel a little bit better in your services. You're going to personally have a little bit of a moment. But this concept that you got ladies are pushing into of I'm going to become, um, you know, this father and mother in the house of God. I'm going to wear this massive mantle. The prophets are telling you today that the concept of the place of healing yeah. and the place of miracles is coming back front and center to the people of yes. God. Yes. And it's not that you're going to become the hospitals, which is a place for the destination where you just seem to sit in your sickness, <laughs> but you're going to become the re restoration centers yeah, of yeah. the miraculous because the anointing of the miraculous is being given in this level of glory yes. and the world will go 
you know, it, it, in that sense of quoting the Old Testament, some may trust in, in chariots, some may trust in horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord. So we're pushing into that verse concept where people are saying, look, I, I used to trust in the surgeon. I used to trust in the pharmaceutical. I used to tr trust in, you know, an over-the-counter drug or a prescription medicine. Yeah. But now I trust in the miracle of God because yeah. the only place we're going to see some diseases get healed is in, in the Lord. name of Jesus. Yes. And part of that journey is not just come and get a healing miracle and go away, but part of that miracle anointing is for the transformation of the life yes. to become a disciple of Christ by the demonstration of the power of the kingdom. And I think this is a massive deal yeah. for what God is giving us in this glory. Yeah. Wow. Well, Absolutely. And you see this, don't you, over time and time again, when Jesus healed yeah. Then they went out and they told mm -hmm. everybody. It was such mm -hmm. a spectacle over and over and over, don't you, that you see when the person gets touched by that healing power, mm -hmm. the way that they run out and the whole village or the whole town yes. comes into the knowledge of God through that miraculous sign and wonder. And I think that is what God is restoring back to us is the, yes. the way that we can carry the weight of this miraculous in such a way that when they people who are sick, who are known to be sick, yeah. step into our buildings, meet Jesus and the miracle working power, that then mm. that goes out and actually brings mm -hmm. salvation and it brings an awakening to the people around that says, God is on the move. Yes. There is something miraculous going on here. Yeah. And I think it's it's one of the kind of the joys, isn't it, of hitting the edge of what people can do, what mankind can do. Yeah. When we hit the point where we recognise, oh, you know what, politics isn't coming through for us how we want it to. Mm -hmm. The medical systems are not coming through how we want it to. The joy of realising we're hitting the end of our human capability, yeah. actually then when God can step in and say, okay, well, let me show you the greater. And yeah. actually sometimes we need to get to that point, don't we, of absolute loss of trust, loss of faith in human systems. Yes that we could then actually step in as the body of Christ to say, well, we've got some an answer yes. that no human system can ever offer you. Yeah, and this really pushes us, us into just how dependent we have been on the systems yeah. of this world and the yes. kingdom of this world, yes. different yes. kingdoms, yeah. how dependent we have been. And God's, I think he's really putting his finger on that to yeah. say, you know, you cannot carry my glory yeah. mm. while you give glory, more glory to the kingdoms of this yeah. this world. And Hannah, I love what you're saying about Jesus because at the end of the day, he didn't mm. touch just, just touch people's bodies. Yes. You know, it was the full saved, healed, delivered. Mm -hmm. It was the it, the fullness that came and I don't know about you guys but that's mm -hmm. what I'm hungry for yeah. that when somebody um, comes under the power and mm -hmm. the anointing of us yes. yeah. <laughs> and Christ in us yes. and miracle working yes. power that there's a fullness that comes yeah. in. So it's not just that they have a yeah. body healed or emotions yes. healed or they're not just delivered, but they're saved, healed and delivered. Yes. And, and I, I have that as a high standard of what I am looking yeah. for because I don't want mm. anything less than no. his best yeah. and, and the fullness. And in different seasons, I think we've had great moves of salvation. Mm -hmm. Yes, We've had great moves of healing. Mm -hmm. In the past, we've even had great moves of deliverance. Yes. But I don't know that we've ever really... I mean, there's stories from South America of fantastic, you know... Yes sozo type yes. you know you've your salvation tent yeah. your healing tent and your deliverance tent yes. but I'm looking for th that that wholeness and that being represented in living 
bodies and yeah. assemblies of people yeah. in villages, towns, all across mm. the nations where the Spirit of God is so at work in fullness that actually changes atmosphere, yeah. yes. changes lives, yes. changes nations. Now, give me grace. I just put a cough drop in my mouth because um, I've been talking a lot. So my, th- <laughs> my, my throat's a little bit scratchy. I actually believe that uh, I was listening to the um, the BBC News um, yesterday and our pra- current Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, um, has just um, I- enacted a, 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 an aim or a law will be law um, put into the statute soon, where he is barring the sale of um, cigarettes. Yes. Now, yeah. fine, you know, you can talk about liberty or not liberty, but he's on a trajectory to do that. And everybody knows that nicotine and cigarettes are not good for us. So you kind of uh, nod and smile and go, well, you're thinking reasonably about um, not having people put poison in their bodies. But then he jumped it's going to save the National Health Service, however, I think it was about 60 billion. Yeah. And I thought, there you go again. It's motivation. It's the motivation is the saving of the deity yeah. of the health service. Yeah. And I just felt a sadness in my heart because he's so bound by the systems of this world. And can I just say this? I've had surgery many times. I've had three cesarean sections. I've had tonsils taken out. I've had appendix taken out. I have a jaw surgery. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've got quite a list of surgeries. I'm very, very grateful for yes, all of that yeah. in my life. Very, very grateful for the skill and the anointing in that. The issue is not um, our pharmaceuticals or, or, or it, you know, is you've got to be careful about the spirits attached. We do understand that. It's not that they are sinful. It is that they are only sinful when we put them in the preeminent top space. And so what I think God is doing right now is he's saying, I want to be known as the miracle worker. I want to be known as the saver of all. I want to take my throne and be acknowledged as that. So by all means, you know, don't cancel your surgery or don't stop taking medicine when um, God is blessing it to your body. But understand that God is saying, I am taking back miracles. It's yes. mine. And I actually feel that this level of glory, again, I clicked on my phone to find the scripture. Um, 1 Corinthians 2. Now, you guys know this this verse well. Paul is um, recalling his ministry in the city of Corinth. So he's writing in 1 Corinthians 2. And he says this, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. Yeah, that's massive, and we and we can easily say that he's look. Say, he's saying to us, look, stop with the logic, yeah. stop with the arguments mm-hmm. and the discourse around and um, prove proof yeah. text and proving with um, argument yeah. and the mind. He says, but but in demonstrations. Mm. of the Spirit's power. My preaching was in demonstrations of the Spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. In other words, if you just stick to the argument, which we do on social media, proof text argument back and forward, you end up having people believe in you Mm -hmm. rather than believe in God. And the purpose of the miracle is, yes, because God loves us and wants to see us free, but it so, is the signpost mm-hmm. to a God who is all-knowing, all-seeing, yeah. all-strong, all-holy, yeah. all-powerful. And so the signposts 
are being elevated yeah. because the miracles are going to be elevated to say our God is the one yeah. true God. And in the tragedy of what we're prophesying today is you're going to see nations get sicker. That's the tragedy. You are going to see drugs fail. And I feel like the Lord is saying you're going to actually see court cases about drugs that start to not hold. You're going to see court cases, and we're already seeing that again and again and again, about failures within health services around the world where they are seen to be untrustworthy mm -hmm. because it's hope mm -hmm. in men. Yeah. And the reputation of um, some of the medical practitioners is going to be absolutely destroyed because God is yeah. saying, I am coming after the idolatry of idolatry. the health service. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so the Lord is saying to us, get ready, get ready, get ready, because you in a level of glory are going to work miracles. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Particularly healing. Yeah. So how can we pray and partner with what God is saying and doing in that, because that's fairly um, significant when yes. health services start to crack under yes. the pressure, drugs start to fail, yes. and people are brought to their knees. Oh, I mean, it's, because the, yeah. the faith and trust across yeah, yeah. across the nations, yeah. particularly in the Western world, that we have on our health services, and and actually birthed, really, I mean, it started yes. with the spirit. In, yes. It really did. Yes. Um, uh, and, and making um, health services available mm -hmm. to all people. And it has gone into such a nasty yeah. entitlement yeah. and a trust in something that was yes. was meant to serve, not to yeah. rule. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's a bad master. So how, how do you think we can pray? Oh, I, well, I, mean, I do think it's actually quite practical. I, I, I think if we just keep it in the ethereal, you know, I receive, you receive, we receive, we hold on to this miracle anointing. If you don't, we don't, as the people of God, create on-ramps of access. Yeah. You're going to sorry, have to have banners outside your church that say miracles here. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it's going to have to be that open and in your face. And the sense of, like, um, using the word miracle, using the word healing, plastering it mm -hmm. as an on-ramp of accessibility. Because if you don't have that on the side of your buildings, I mean, who are we at that point if we don't have the doors flung wide open and teams ready who say miracles now, yeah. miracles here, immediate displays of breakthrough on banners and invitation, the side of buses, you know, um, hiring yeah. the billboards of the city. I think it's a very practical, and God says, you, you do that, I'll back you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. That's the whole thing. He will back us yes. up. Yeah. And, and just in this, Emma, you know, uh, glory to glory, miracles, um, outpouring of his spirit in the, in that way and the, the full deal saved, healed and delivered. But we have to understand that Jesus could do no, not many miracles because of, of unbelief. We Particularly have, in, Na in, Nazareth. in Nazareth. Yes, yes absolutely. absolutely. But Nazareth. Yes. And we have got to understand that we are not Nazareth. Our churches yes. are not yes. Nazareth. Our towns and our cities and our lands yes. are not Nazareth. Yes. And, and taking a different mindset and a different faith approach. If he can do it somewhere else, he can do it here. If yeah. he can do it with Hannah, he can do it with, mm -hmm. with me. Mm -hmm. And really shifting our mindset 
and asking, I believe for, it's like, Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so we're in a much better place and and taking taking ownership in a sense of yeah. our own levels of unbelief yeah. so that we can yeah. give them to and say, please, I'm giving you my unbelief. Now give me the faith yes. of God, yes. not just the faith in God, but the faith of God yeah. so that we can overcome and actually see this be established. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think, you know, when I, when I look at Jesus healing, in the word, he doesn't like petition God for it, does he? He's not, no. please, please can you heal? Please can you do this? But actually that you said, there is a removing of doubt, a removing of unbelief that stands and says, in the name of Jesus, be well. Mm-hmm. And the command of partnering with a God who you know wants to heal and who mm-hmm. has your back, who's coming through on this and us stepping into that place of, I'm going to stand in this yeah. authority. I'm going to speak healing and I will see it and I will not settle for anything less. And actually an encouragement for us to go and, yes. and drink in and digest the the prayers, that because there's no formula mm-hmm. to healing, but the prayers of Jesus as he went round and healed. And even to that point, you know, I, I want to have my shadow heal people as come you on, walk come, through a church on, or through yes, a building it's it. even yes. like you know the people that are, will queue outside our church buildings to come in for healing mm-hmm. to be able to just walk past them and know that we are walking in such yes. great faith yes. and authority for healing that it will just bring healing to that entire group as you walk past because your your shadow heals people and I think we are contending aren't we we're looking for that greater measure and not being satisfied with anything less and I think you know even as we're talking I'm thinking so often I think that you know my own wrestle with the healing kind of side of things is I feel often the church is a bit like the the pool that got stirred up every so often yes the first one in got their healing and first one in got the healing and it's almost like who's gonna is will someone get in the pool today is the water stirred up for it rather than actually the abundance of healing and the the fact that Jesus healed everybody who came to him. It's a funny thing. I don't know whether you've been to um, Israel. Have you been to Israel? No. (gasps) We have to do a tour. Have you been to this yesterday? We were talking about this yesterday. We have to arrange it. It's a while since I've been, um, uh, uh, but in the last time I was there, um, we wandered through Jerusalem to where the Pool of Bethsaida is. And you would expect, it's very steep kind of, I don't know whether it's because um, the architects have, not architects, archaeologists have dug so deep. But in it, you kind of think, I'm going to the place where miracles happen. Yes. Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, but you walk into it and I felt kind of ill in that really? place. And it's a funny thing because you expect to jump for joy that here yeah. was the descending of an angel yeah. that stirred a water and, you know, and you walk into the place and you read the scripture in the place and because it's so steep um, and all the pillars are sort of still in the way and all the fences are around and you're up and down steps and it's hot and dusty and I just remember feeling irritated and other places in Israel just thrill your heart. I remember feeling irritated and annoyed because it was so once in a blue moon, yes. the miracles. Oh, yeah. And you're yeah. standing there and you're thinking, how many hundreds of people died in this place because versus the occasional one that yeah. got healed? Yeah. And and it rather than, woohoo, here's a healing angel, you kind of stand in the place in utter dismay. And it's something in that place provokes you into. Yeah. This cannot be. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the problem is I think that is the state of the church right now. 
Mm. is we are like that pool that once in a blue moon maybe but how many people are being failed by the health system who are getting sick and we're not stepping into that abundance and I think that next level of glory we're going to see those kind of structures in the church disappear as it becomes the abundance of healing. And here's the challenge. So we have healing signs and wonders break out Mm -hmm. and you have queues of people um, and uh, traffic jams, people trying to get to a building because they know the power of God is there, the people of God is there. Have we the ability to sustain that? And this is where it comes to... God, actually, can you strengthen my muscles? Yes. Can we yeah. bear the weight, can we bear the weight of, of it? the glory yes. of God? And yes. what is it going to take in terms of the transformation of the people of yeah. God so we no longer see the kingdom of God at worst like yeah. a hobby? Come on. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah, no, you've got to be You're honest. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's like this is this is what this is what I do. And yeah. Jesus is my savior. But actually, that's where it, it ends. I'm safe. I'm going to heaven. But a lifestyle of the kingdom. No, that that's that's too much. That's too big an ask. And I really feel in these days just him asking. This is an all in. Yeah. And he's gracious and he's yeah. kind and he, he draws us carefully little by little. But yeah. I'm actually saying to him. You know, be tough with me, God. Because be yes. tough. Because if you're yes. not tough with me, and if I don't yeah. learn how to bear the weight of your glory mm-hmm. and carry that, well, how am I oh, leaving yeah. it to other people to do that? And I think we're pushing right into the sin of seeker friendly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and the sense here that whenever I think about this this level of miracle that's coming in this jump of glory or this cascade of glory over us, all I can see in the spirit is us, how would I describe it, trembling violently under the weight of it. And there is a like a um, our physical frames supercharged mm-hmm. with the glory of God. And, and you can feel the, woo, the movement, because sometimes your physical frame actually in our dust status doesn't quite know how to respond to that level of glory. And here we are making God palatable rather than powerful. Yes. And so um, we are going to have to shed a mindset of, I'm going to teaspoon you mm-hmm. bits of who mm-hmm. Jesus is one spoon at a time so that Jesus, I, I make Jesus digestible yeah. to you. I think that's ugly. And the sense of people who who are coming to Christ are absolutely desperate. The yeah. world is desperate. And I tell you what, they will give you an awful lot of grace for your bizarre kind of shaking (laughs) (laughs) and trembling under the glory. If what, when you lay hands on them, every issue gets turned around and they fall in love with Jesus Christ. They will be delighted by your authenticity rather than your palatability. And the, the wrecking ball of heaven that needs to come and break through a mindset of can I dress glory down? This is it, not dress up. Can I dress glory down so that I'm not strange and Jesus seems acceptable? (laughs) Jesus is revolutionary and you're already called in Scripture a peculiar people. (laughs) So it's that sense of the acknowledgement of the sin of the demeaning of of Christ in the seeker-friendly. 
And can, can I push yes, that please. thought? Yes. Do you know, actually, yesterday, I was, when I was with the Lord, the Lord said to me, you know, it's, Jesus wasn't just revolutionary, like you said. He was actually such an offence yes. to the culture. He was offensive in every way to every religious, political, patriarchal, mm. kind of cultural thing. He was an offence when he came. And I think we sometimes miss that tone, don't we, as we mm. read scripture, that actually Jesus didn't just kind of revive an old system or create, use the world systems and make it better. He was so offensive to what stood put up by man that there had to be something where it says, that's the better way. And it was offensive yes. to everything. It challenged every mindset. It challenged every yeah. uh, cultural understanding, everything we grew up with, where yeah. Jesus came in and he became an offense. And he changed the way that we uh, mm. looked at things, that changed the way the world took things. And I yeah. think so often, like you said, we're trying to be so palatable, so yes. uncontroversial yes. in what we're doing. And we think that's the way to pull people in. But actually, the Lord spoke to me yesterday and said, it is time not just to be revolutionaries, but to be an offense to everything that stands higher than than where I am right now in the world. And and there's a difference between being an offence and being offensive. Yes. And that, we're not called to be No, no, that's not, no. Yeah, but we are called, by by nature, we are an offence to the world and to the kingdom of the world and the way the kingdoms of this world think and see. And actually, you know, we are, our upbringing uh, and the the spirit of the age tells us that we fit in, yeah. Be appropriate. Go don't with the, swim with the tide. Don't yeah. say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. offend. Mm-hmm. Don't offend. <laughs> but actually, it's time for us, really, isn't it, to, yeah. to stand up and be like Jesus? Yeah. Uh, but do it. I mean, how did he manage it? Well, he, I mean, I I think I'm going to push back on the offensive thing. Okay. okay. Well, do you know what? You knew yeah, I was yeah. going yeah, to. I knew you were. Yeah. I'm <laughs> just giving you a segue. You're just giving <laughs> a segue so you can push it even further. Let's be. I, a, I think. I think. I. It's because I have. Have children still within the school system here and of course uh, for those of you who are listening majority from from the American context mm-hmm. the British Isles doesn't really have a a, um, a, a well-defined homeschooling movement mm-hmm. it's just not a, really a thing here mm-hmm. there are the people who homeschool here tend to be Americans m- m- mostly not exclusively so most of our children are in the are in the state school state system in to some degree and I talk to my children a lot out of the 2 Corinthians 2, 15 to 17. I'm reading in the the, the, the NLT. I don't know what, what translations of you ladies. Like NIV. So let, let, let's bat that around. 2 Corinthians 2, 15 to 17. To those who are perishing, in other, in other words, those who have no desire for Jesus at all, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. <laughs> That's the NLT. But to those who are being saved, in other words, those in the journey of accepting of Christ, we are a life-giving perfume. Mm. Uh, and the NLT is hilarious. And who is adequate for such a task Yeah, well, there this? you go. Yeah. You see, we are not like the many hucksters who preach for personal profit. Yeah. I mean, that's a great translation, the NLT. We are the dreadful smell of death and doom. And so what I know from my children is, and from my own walking around the world, that I, I can turn up in a room with the smell of Christ, the mm. smell, I am desperately irritating yeah. and yeah. offensive yeah. Yeah. because I smell of death, yeah. decay and doom. 
um, uh, to those who are perishing. Yeah. And my children know that they are absolutely, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, pillarized by those who are pulverized verbally by those who hate mm-hmm. uh, Christ. Yeah. I think and you have to deal with that. You, do, yeah. you have yeah. to deal with being hated. Yeah. You have to deal with being a smell yeah. in their nostrils. Yeah. And you hope that enough people catch the smell of life. Yeah. Because yeah. you're reminding them at some level and giving a message of their own death and yes. of their own yeah. their own sin. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just for clarity here. Emma, yeah, come on. <laughs> I, I mean, I love the offence of the gospel. Yes, I love yeah. the fact, I, and those verses are fabulous. I, yeah, I've been in 2 Corinthians 3 today. I didn't go back to 2 Corinthians yeah. 2, but those verses are, are fab. Yes, yeah. But that doesn't give us license to be rude. Um, no, to no, be, no, yeah. no, So, I, and that's what I'm tipping into in, yeah, um, you know, the gospel by itself yes. is an offence. Yeah. Yes. So by nature, we yeah. are an offence. Yeah. But somehow we have to, because here it says about we've got to be both de- death, but the, also the fragrance of life. And my version yes. says, and who is equal to such no, a task? It, it, yes. Great question. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've got, you've got to straddle got, both. Yeah. That's yeah. maturity because I am Salt yeah. and light. Yes. yes, but I'm not just salt and light. No. Yes, I am an offence. Yeah, it's the dreadful thing of, you know, you smell nauseous to people, and you lead, and it leads them to a horrible death because they reject you. It. And I mean, yeah. you know that more than oh my, Hannah and goodness. I. But I oh, even yeah. know for myself scenarios yeah. where you go, and I end up thinking. I'm a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> you should like me. Yeah. I'm quite a yeah. good person, and I know yeah. they hate me. They just hate yeah. me. And yes. it's just because of what yeah. I carry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes. And I think this is, you know, and that's the kind of point, isn't it? Of like, actually, we need to start to be okay with, with that. that. Yes. And, yes. And if yes. we're contending for that level of healing, it's going to rattle some people. But, yes. And it's going to cause offence. And actually, yes. we need to start to grow in our maturity to say, actually, I'd rather smell like life. And be, put other people and, and, irritate, and, and you. irritate you, yes, and be okay with the fact that I might have to deal with some opposition, and to, to actually be able to hold this and sustain this, and not to just bend to the will of people or to the world, but to say actually no, like the message of the gospel is offensive, and I'm okay with that. You see, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Yes. Con- the power of God for the salvation. It's back into that scriptural. You know, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. But here is the deal. As we hit, and with this kind of thought, we'll wrap up. As we hit this level of glory that is this tidal wave, you can reject it. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You can put your hands up and say, oh, no, just no. Because it doesn't just come with a level of miracle. It comes with a level of persecution. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if you want the level of miracles... You have to take the level of persecution. Why? Because you smell even more like Christ Mm -hmm. and therefore to a whole segment or sector of society, you are more disgusting. You will be repulsively... (laughs) This is good news. This is the good news of the gospel. You will be repulsively awful to uh, in an even greater way because you will smell of Christ Mm -hmm. and and that will smell like nothing some people want. At the same time, when you put miracles here, miracles now on your board outside your church buildings, you will get 
a cascade of the running of the hungry and the desperate who need to meet with demonstrations of the power of God and the life-transforming work of Jesus Christ. And so in all of that, you know that miracles now, miracles here equal life, equal persecution. And I think what we're doing right now is God is asking us to settle you with a yes in your heart for both those things landing at the same time. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Any other comments on that? Because we're all like, yes, bring on the persecution, Jesus. (laughs) I think this link of like, I'd rather have it that way than not have his glory and not have his presence. And Mm -hmm. I think when you weigh it up like that of, you know, I think there's the decisions we often make in life. I'm going... But if, if I don't have his glory, if his presence doesn't show up, it's not even, is it a life well lived? Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, I'll take the, I'll, I'll battle through and I'll figure out what the persecution looks like if he's yes. there. Yes. And I'm chasing after him yes. wholeheartedly, yeah. whatever the cost. And yeah. I'll, you know, we'll work it out as we go. Yeah. But he is worth every sacrifice. He is yeah. worth everything to see him demonstrated on the earth and for people to come into his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, sometimes we hear that word persecution, don't we? And we like, oh no, mm-hmm. I don't want anything mm-hmm. to do that. But if he's on display, it's a life well yeah. lived. Yeah. Beautiful. It's interesting, just an anecdotal story before we wrap up. Um, David and I uh, led, actually we were the directors nationally, I think we covered three nations actually, for a healing movement. Mm-hmm. And um, we had some publicity out and about that said, um, Jesus heals cancer, something like that. And the humanist um, guys organisation here in Scotland um, threatened us legally um, because of the very strict laws we have in Scotland about giving claims around the treatment of cancer. It's uh, Cancer is protected in law here in terms of how you can publicly talk about it. It's very odd set of laws in Scotland, yeah. So um, we were threatened over the uh, Jesus Heals Cancer type line. David, clever man that he is, um, just tweeted the marketing because he's such a genius. And he just inserted the words, we believe Jesus heals cancer. And as soon as, as, soon as you make that as a statement of belief, you then um, subvert the law. <laughs> Excellent. Brilliant. There we go. But it also brings huge responsibility. Yes. Yeah. Because you're not just saying Jesus heals cancer and that's just the way it is. Yes. You're actually saying we believe. Yeah. That means you have a responsibility. To work it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. partnering with heaven for this. So what happened then was we just changed all the publicity to we believe Jesus heals cancer. And for a while, we we worked with that. And then that organisation had had its day. Um, but I think we would eagerly come back to that kind of ownership language. We believe Jesus heals cancer because of the fact that we're going to see people in stage four cancer. And there is no other hope apart from a church who are able to say, we believe, yeah. we believe, we believe, we believe, we own a responsibility for this right now in the earth. We believe Jesus heals incurable diseases. We believe Jesus heals autism. We believe Jesus heals um, schizophrenia. We believe Jesus heals. And you put that, you know, particularly the, in, the perceived incurables in there. Yeah. The things that, 
you know, society Chronic is illness. is is bowing under the weight of, uh, you know, where the medicines are outlandishly expensive and beyond affordability. You need a marketing team in the house of God. <laughs> you need them. Oh. You need, come on churches, you need a marketing team. Not for isn't our church great it's and come along to our seeker friendly service and you might get a nice meal. I mean, honestly, people, <laughs> elevate yourselves. Great coffee. Uh, yeah. Oh, who cares? We believe Jesus does this, yes. heals. Yeah, uh, you know, we believe Jesus. Uh, and so that whole terminology and marketing campaign of say of elevating Jesus rather than the name of my church, Lord of Mercy, is going to be, I think, a a, a door opening move on our part where Jesus says, I've told you about this level yeah. of glory. Yeah. You communicate like that. You've got this level yeah. of glory. Mm -hmm. Wow. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. It's kind of like... <laughs> well, I'll tell you, go, just because yeah. I'm at the end of, of 2 Corinthians 3. And just as you're talk, talking, Emma, just about this, new levels of glory. Um, you know, of course, this scripture is all about mm. the glory of the new covenant, but it's an ever-increasing glory. Yeah. Ever-increasing. Ever increasing. Yeah. And I just love the end of this. Um, and, and this, for, for anybody who's listening, you know, we do have veils, veils of unbelief yeah. or, or, or even veils of ignorance that we yes. don't know these things are possible. Yeah. Yeah. And it just says, but whenever anyone turns mm. to the Lord, the veil is taken away. That's as easy as it is. Mm -hmm. It's just about turning and looking at yeah. him. And it says, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is or the or the spirit of lordship is, there, there is, is freedom. freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect oh. the Lord's glory are being transformed in, into his likeness with ever increasing, ever increasing yeah, glory, yeah. which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Yeah. So there we are, it, like it wraps it up. It's about yeah. the spirit. It yeah. comes yeah. from the Lord. It's not of ourselves. It's a looking to him. It's yes. a yielding to him. And it's the promise of the ever increasing glory. Yeah. And you know what? It's not that complicated. Look to him and have the veils of unbelief yeah. or whatever, yeah. religion, tradition, whatever taken mm -hmm. away. And there it is, ever increasing glory, consistently, perpetually, flood of heaven. Yeah. That's our expectation. So yes. Well, thank you, ladies. And we bless you in the world of the podcast, Charisma Podcast <laughs> Network. We love the thousands of you that are downloading and listening to us. And so from our home in Glasgow in Scotland, this English, Northern Irish and Southern Irish <laughs> trio of prophets, we bless you, we champion you, and we release to you in the name of Jesus a level of strategic strength yeah, that you might on. not just say, I receive the level of glory, but that you might now in the name of Jesus for in the sake of the extension of his kingdom, put the plans in place to come to offer in your communities the Jesus who does miracles here yeah. and miracles now. And I charge you in the name of Jesus to walk this out, to not just be hearers, but to be doers of the word yeah. of the Lord. Yeah. And we'll see you next time on What the Prophets Say. Bye. Bye. Join us for Start the Year Right 2024 with Emma Stark, Sam Robertson, 
Jane Hammond and other invited guests. We're going to be diving into the deep waters of what God is saying for this strategic and key year. You will get strategy for your life and be equipped to overcome in the days ahead. Join us in Glasgow in Scotland for this landmark event.